All right. Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Craig F. Hello, everyone. Recovered. Welcome to Laughter Yoga. <laughs> uh, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's date is March 17th, 2020. Uh, this is Laughter Yoga. This is Laughter Yoga, sir. You're in the wrong meeting. <laughs> today we are reading from the big book. Uh, and we're on uh, uh, page 97, <laughs> the, the third paragraph. Today's readers are uh, Tamara C. for the Steps, Catherine M. for the Traditions, uh, Allison L., Nancy P., and Ginger C. for the Text, and Naomi B. is the Newcomer Greeter, and the second hour host is Leslie M. Um, the reference numbers for yesterday, uh, this, which was the 16th of March, of course, uh, for the 7 a.m. meeting was 14,259, and for the 10 a.m. meeting was 14,261. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive over eating and uh, compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has one primary purpose and that's to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now gonna ask uh, Tamara C. to read the 12 steps. Tamara? Good morning, everyone. Tamara C. in Charleston, South Carolina. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. <clears throat> Excuse me. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him. 
praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Happy St. Patty's Day, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Uh, next, we'll have the 12 traditions, and Catherine M. is going to read those for us. Catherine. Hi, Catherine M. Coming from Kansas, also overeater. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Number two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Number three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Number four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Number five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry his message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Number six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lead the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Number seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Number eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional but our service centers may employ special workers. Number nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Number 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Number 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. Number 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these principles, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me be a service. Thank you, Catherine. Okay, how our meeting works. Uh, our, Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Somebody is unmuted and making a lot of noise, so if you would... Check yourself and see if you're, if it's you, I appreciate it. Uh, our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be, be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. You're, somebody's still unmuted making a lot of noise. Um, to share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book. Uh, 
on page uh, 97, the third paragraph, where it says, uh, though an alcoholic does not respond. Um, all right, I'm now going to ask um, the uh, uh, Allison L., our first reader, to begin. Allison? I'm here, Craig. I will go ahead and start. Though an alcoholic does not respond, there is no reason why you should neglect his family. You should continue to be friendly to them. The family should be offered your way of life. Should they accept and practice spiritual principles, there's a much better chance that the head of the family will recover. And even though he continues to drink, the family will find a life more bearable. Uh, I'm Allison L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. That background noise is not me. Um, so the simple message I take from this paragraph is reminding me that I'm both the alcoholic they're referring to, and I'm also the family trying to live this way of life, um, even though others I love are not always accepting the 12 steps for their life. I, I have loved ones that continue to eat and drink themselves to worse and worse uh, physical, mental, and spiritual health. I cannot work their program, but I can certainly work mine. Being in recovery and living the 12-step principles as best I can day by day will make and has made my life more bearable, uh, regardless of the people around me, whatever their spiritual disease, ailments, um, whatever they may be. Um, and maybe by my being in recovery, they'll see something that they want and, and eventually seek it for themselves. Um, maybe not, but either way, I, I can be okay. So when I work with others who share my illness of compulsive overeating, I can offer them the same simple hope. You know, recovery is possible through entire abstinence and working the steps. You know, higher power is available to each of us and can be our guide no matter what the people around us are doing. I don't have to eat or hurt myself with compulsions anymore. I don't have to bury my head and numb to avoid, you know, dealing with other sick people. Um, I can recover. Anyone can. There are 12-step programs for anyone that wants one, um, and perhaps by living in recovery, you know, we can be an example to those we love, um, but we will, um, you know, certainly have a sweeter life by walking with our creator instead of being drug around by our own disease or another person's, you know, addiction or compuls compulsion or um, their spiritual disease. Um, and, you know, I'm thinking every person that I've worked with um, for sponsoring or just working with um, as a fellow, they all know someone who or love someone or live with someone that could likely benefit from working a 12-step program and, and are likely not choosing it. Um, and I can only help them address their own recovery. I can't give them advice on, on you know, on the other people in their life, um, but I can remind them and I remind myself the best I can um, that the best thing that I can do for anyone I love is to recover, to keep working my program. And what this is building up to um, that's coming is that we can recover regardless of anyone. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Craig. Okay, thank, thank you. All right, now we're uh, going to take names. If you uh, uh, have not shared in the last couple of days, we're, 
invite you to come forward and put your name out. Uh, if you have, you might want to uh, uh, hold back and let somebody else have a chance. All right, so who would like to share on this prayer? Fran M. Ellen, Ellen B. Ellen? Yes. Fran M. Thanks. I got Ginger, Ginger. Fran, and Ellen. I got Ginger C., Fran, and Ellen. Fran will be. Nancy P. Uh, who, who was that? The, the, the male P. voice? Pedro. Yeah, before. Pedro what? B. Pedro. Randall. Pedro. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pedro. Barbara B. Who? Barbara Nancy P. Uh, all right. I, I, Nancy, I think I got you. Uh, and then Barbara right after me. Yeah, I got Barbara. All right, well, that's uh, that's six, so let's go ahead and go with that lineup. Uh, Ginger C., your turn. Good morning. Hi, Craig. Good morning, and thank you for your service. This is Ginger C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um. And so this paragraph, this family paragraph, this is really reminding me of our sister program in Al-Anon, um, but the family should be offered your way of life. And should they accept and practice the spiritual principles, our 12 steps, there is a much better chance that the head of the family will recover. Um, we learned earlier, you know, frothy emotional appeal seldom suffices. And I think as the families that suffer with an active addict, we have a lot of frothy emotional appeal and the greatest gift by showing these families that there's a program for you as well. And the most important thing, and that's not my background noise either. um, But the most important thing is I have to keep my eyes on my own paper because the more intense I act and react around that person that's disturbing me, it's not going to help them to get out of it. And it might, actually add some time on to it. So I love when Harlan reminds us all the time, recover, recover, recover. And we in Colorado gave him a plaque, a wooden plaque with those words, and it sits in his office so he'll never forget and never stop sharing it because it is so vital. All I can do a day at a time is keep my eyes on my work, trust God, clean house, help others, and pray that I don't go back to the greatest lie, the lie that food is any type of a solution. And you think in our world today with all this stress, this anxiety, and it's a world global problem. What a miracle I'm not eating. What a miracle that I see the reality. But that reality came from every beautiful bite that I had to take. And one last bite, I may have not conceded to the places I needed to, but I finally was done. I was beaten I was out of ideas, and I was willing to go to any lengths for victory over this. And today, I get to stay close to God. And there is a huge storm, not only with this virus, but within my home right now. And food has not once come to mind as any type of answer. God is the answer. God is everything, and that's our choice. What are we going to choose today? Been in our heads, or are we going to practice this practical program of action? Stay close, stay connected. And then the gift is too the more I'm doing this work, that person that I'm worried about, that I'm not focusing on, 
and thinking way too much, they may have a better chance of getting recovered. And I had that experience in my home with my husband and with food. And don't you think it was driving me crazy as a recovered food addict watching this person right in front of me in the pantry, in the fridge, and not stopping? But I let him be, and I left him alone. And now he's going on his fifth month of recovery. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. So, so important. All I got to do is focus on me. I got enough work to do in Ginger's world and leave you alone. And with that, I pass. Okay, thank you, Ginger. Um, next, we have Fran. Fran? Hi, it's Fran M. in New Jersey. Um, thank you so much. I need to um, remind myself there's a sentence in this chapter that um, many of us read and read over again. Many alcoholics are enthusiasts. They run to extremes. I'm just picking out that sentence because whenever I have like a nanosecond of recovery, all I want to do is blab it. And with this virus, my daughter is coming home. And, you know, in a moment of closeness, I'm so tempted to tell her that I'm finally doing it. I'm gaining weight, which in my disease is a healthy thing. And um, it's best for me, again, to quote what somebody said, just the way the best way to carry the message is recover 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 and i know there's nothing that upsets my children more than the hypocrisy of me talking program and then going and acting like a maniac which i'm not recovered enough yet so that i don't continue to do that even though i have managed to allay the worst of the physical symptoms and now with the coronavirus my daughter will be my grown daughter will be coming home and living with us and i just want to remember and i thank carlin and ginger and everybody else who reminded me in a moment of stress all i have to do is remember those three simple words recover 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 and when i get stressed out i can't remember anything so it's really nice that they are so simple and my husband's home now too so it's three of us living in a close house and I have to remember that every time I see or want to change anybody else, that's my inventory, where am I being selfish, and all I have to remember is stay close to my higher power and stay out of trouble. I have a family member who's not living with us, who constant, my son, who constantly calls to complain about his weight and his eating and his life. I so badly want him to have this program but again, the best thing I can do is keep my mouth shut. And for a recovering addict who runs to enthusiasm, as that paragraph out of order, sorry, said, the best thing for me to do is keep my mouth shut and focus on my own recovery. And maybe one day it'll be so good that everybody will just pick it up, or when I speak, it won't seem hypocritical. Thanks for letting me share. It's good to hear other voices on these in these scary times and that we're all bound by something that we fear as much as we fear this virus. So thanks for letting me share. All right. Thank you, Fran. Next up we'll have Ellen. Ellen? Did I get that wrong? Ellen? It didn't work. It didn't work before. Sorry. Good morning. My name is Ellen. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, good morning. So my good morning. It's really, I mean, I'm overcome with gratitude that we can be on this line, sharing recovery. Um, 
this paragraph meant a lot to me because I have spent, I'm the oldest in a family of compulsive overeaters and because of my birth order, it's right out of a book. I go to a know-it-all when I feel really insecure. And I also can go to I'm not worth anything. And so, you know, when they say that the, the eating is but a symptom or the drinking is but a symptom, you know, underneath that is that God hole for me. And um, it's really painful because I've, I mean, I've been very successful, but I mean, on the outside, <laughs> And to get the inside place to match it is a real is a real step journey. It's a real showing up for my program journey. And when I heard that paragraph, um, I thought of the part in the big book where love and tolerance is our code. And so when I first started recovery, I really could I would ha- even if I didn't say it, I would look at people that had issues disparagingly or with disdain, you know, whether whatever it was, any of the any of the addictions, I. I, I would I would operate on I'm an, I'm a step above you I know a little more than you, and you know that is just so about low self esteem. It's so painful to think that that's like the coping method for low self esteem when I'm not picking up a, a substance. It's like it's, it's really sad. So now here I am in recovery and it's a fearful time and I I can feel this mixture of wanting to point at people and also wanting to. Um, Oh, I can't remember. I lost my train of thought. Wanting, oh, people please, wanting people to like me. They're crazy, but one's pointing and one's people pleasing, and they're underneath my 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 food addiction, and that's my story. So I know it. I'm at a meeting. I'm loving my my neighbor instead, but I just felt that energy of wanting to make that person less than. And I thought, oh my gosh, who would ever want to get sober with anything? Walking around with someone, I don't care if I say it or not. If that's what I'm thinking. And I just think of the people that have been so compassionate with me in my recovery with food. And I really, they come to mind immediately and not judging me and just giving me love when I was just struggling and trying to swim into this new world and have a higher power. So this is really a time for me to be part of the solution because that, that edge is around, that edge is a lot of places. And maybe, maybe, maybe now I can show up in this world with kindness and tolerance when when anything's coming at me so i can i can vibrate that um and with that i'll pass with great gratitude for this this online meeting thanks everybody all right thank you uh next up i understand that i thought it was randall but it's pedro maybe um and then followed by nancy p and barbara e uh pedro is that correct yes uh, my name is pedro i am uh Compulsive overeater. Can you hear me? Okay, Greg. Yes, you're doing great. Thanks. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, so uh, uh, I'm working on day three today. Of uh, I have no idea of what asking it is, but uh, I'm trying to abstain from uh, certain things that I believe I'm addicted to, uh, especially sugar, flour, and uh, some other. Uh, uh, some other food. Um, so uh, I got up this morning at three o'clock, uh, and uh, the first thought that came to my mind was my friend Harlan G. And I give him a call, and uh, and I'm happy that I did that. And uh, you know, I what I heard this morning is uh, hope. 
that uh, perhaps maybe this time I can recover because uh, I've been around for a little bit and I continue to go back out to uh, to the food. And, and every time I go back out, I get sick and uh, I get fat. You know, I... I start putting on weight immediately. And every time I, I abstain from uh, certain foods, sugar, flour, and uh, uh, some other carbohydrates, uh, um, I gain weight. You know, and it's been proven to me that, you know, I realized I went to the library and picked up a couple books and uh, this, this idea that perhaps I'm addicted to... Uh, um, uh, bad carbohydrates. And um, the message I heard this morning is that um, maybe there is hope that I can recover. And uh, this idea that uh, I am a chronic relapser, you know, and uh, I'm hoping to follow direction to the best of my ability, get a sponsor, and uh, work this program. I have a spiritual malady, without a doubt. You know, this idea that uh, um, I have to admit to my innermost self that I'm addicted to this stuff. This is real. It's not something that I made up, but it's something that I see in deep down. So uh, I'm trying to do that. Uh, and um, with that, I'm out. Thank you for being here. I'm so grateful that uh, this meeting is here. Um, and um, uh, hopefully I can continue to stay here. I love you guys. Thank you so very much. Okay. Thank you, Pedro. Next up we have uh, Nancy P., and she'll be followed by Barbara E., and then we'll take new names. Nancy? Hey, Craig. Thanks for letting me share. This is Nancy P. calling from West Newton, Massachusetts. Um, This is such an amazing paragraph I um, you know everybody's been saying uh, quoting our friend Harlan out there in Arizona recover 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 I um, when I had my kids I just begged every God I'd ever heard of please don't make them compulsive overeaters and neither of them are compulsive overeaters, but one of them, my daughter, um, for a while was cutting and burning herself. And um, I was just howling with fear and pain and rage over that. And I couldn't eat fast enough to outrun those feelings. And um, when I finally was beaten into a state of reasonableness and surrendered, I got better and I recovered, but she did not. And I spent a long time sobbing and crying that I didn't want this life. I didn't want that daughter. I didn't want this to be in my in my life. I didn't want to have to deal with it. And if you take out cutting and self-harm and put in food and compulsive overeating, there she is. And it was a real lesson to me that, um, you know, that I couldn't control that. And all I could do was recover, recover, recover. And that whole year um, I did not eat one speck of extra food so it can be done but it was you know I couldn't have done it unless I was 
working these steps. I couldn't have, and I didn't. And um, today she no longer does that, and she's going to college. And I thought that I was going to get a call from the police that said, we found a body in a dumpster, and the ID says she's your daughter. That's what I really thought. I didn't think that I knew it. And when I let go and recovered, um, you know, it was painful, painful, painful. But nobody, everybody came out okay. And, you know, I can say that about all of my problems. They're all alive and well. But I just keep slogging along, recovering, 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 or I'm recovered. You know, I'm, you know I recovered, recovered, recovered. And um, so there's nothing that I can't um, get through I know that now because to me the you know the only thing more painful I think than losing a child would be watching her kill herself and um I lived and I recovered and so did she and with that I'll pass Okay thank you very much um next we have Barbara E and then we're going to take some new names Barbara Good morning, and thank you so much for your service, and hello to everyone. Well, just going off topic for a moment, worry can weigh me down, but a good and glad word can make me happy. I cast all of my anxiety over over all of what's going on today in the world on God, because he cares for all of us, and We do not have to be anxious about anything. Just breathe in gratitude and joy and in everything, give prayer and thanksgiving. In my heart, let me not worry because I can inhale the light of God, we all can, and exhale the darkness. But getting to our topic, we can only harm a person if they're not ready We can carry the message and not the person. And I speak, as our prior speaker did, from personal experience. I have a son living with us who moved across the country from California. He is compulsively obese. He eats what he eats. He's walking his own path. He sees me weighing and measuring and eating proteins and vegetables and dairy, everything from around the peripheries of the store. He buys everything in the center. When I first came into OA in 1996, I could not have any of those specialty sexy foods in the house. I couldn't even watch you drinking a cup of Dunkin' Donuts because I pictured donuts rolling across the table. Today in 2020, as a recovered person, we have all this stuff in the house because my husband has chosen to follow my son's way of eating, but they see me weighing and measuring and eating different foods. And if it's, up, if it's not up to me whether they recover, they're walking their own path. And ironically, one of my sponsees many years ago a gentleman who has had recovered in AA for 30 years said, Barbara, you are a success if you are recovered. And if your sponsors, excuse me, if your sponsees recover, 
Bravo for them and their higher power. Don't give credit where credit is not due. You're just holding the flashlight, and that's what I've been doing for the last five years with our son, but he's not yet chosen to follow the path. I pray for him. I pray for the young lady that was just spoken about. I pray for all of us in these times of crisis. Bring in the light and exhale, exhale the darkness. I pass. Well, I was talking to myself. Who else would like to share? Um, we're on page 97, the third paragraph. Loretta H. I got Loretta, and that's all I've got so far. Elise N. Elise. Roz G. Roz Jen, G. Jen A. Jen A. Who else? Lynn F. Lynn? Yep, Lynn F. Got you, Lynn. Melissa C. Melissa. Who was that last one? Heather A. All right, I'm going to cut it there, and let's get started. Loretta. Give me your last initial. H. That's what I thought. Loretta H. Go ahead. Thanks, Craig, and thank you for everybody who has shared on this healthy meeting, who puts this healthy meeting together. I am so grateful today. This is Loretta H., compulsive overeater, anorexic grace with God's happiness for today. And I'm almost shaking by this paragraph because... The family should be offered your way of life should they accept and practice the spiritual principles. And yesterday I was graced with, I didn't think I was going to get to do this, but I was able to get over to my sister's and make amends to her. She's been in recovery for 41 years, and I've only been in recovery for 20 or 19. And it was such a wonderful experience, and we had... Fun. We, I mean, the experience was wonderful. She graced me with forgiveness. Um, this program just works. It works. It works. It works. And um, the result of that was, and I, I'm thinking back because um, we became estranged after 9/11, and I lived in New York City, and we did not speak for 12 years. And now this, I feel that this is another one of my 9-11s, and I honestly believe, and I just texted this, the storm in front of me is, is not greater than the power behind me, and I just know that that is what is working in everybody's life today. If, as my sponsor said yesterday morning when I was in total flux about all of this because I was supposed to make these amends yesterday and it wasn't going to happen and it some of them did and I just have such gratitude for this and that the principles in my family 
are being honored and I'm just just so grateful and uh, I just I I I I can't believe it. So anyway, um and then afterwards we took out pictures of our youth bad hair days and on that note I'm going to pass. Bye. Thank you. Okay. Th- thank you very much. All right, now we have Elise N. She'll be followed by Roz G. And then Jen A. Elise? Hi, good morning. Thank you for your service, and I'm very happy this meeting is here. Um, I guess I just, you know, want to share a little bit about, you know, I I know there's a lot of anxiety at this time, and I, um, you know, we're talking about, I'm getting distracted by it. having some hard time focusing on the book, but the truth is that for me, this um, having some fear because scheduled, wouldn't you know, to start a brand new job, and this week the place is shut down because in that area there's a lot of cases and they, you know, they don't, they're not allowed, you know, it's shut down, and I'm a high risk for this um, virus because of other medical issues that I've had in the past. So I was somewhat fearful that I may, I I do have, you know, I could work from home if I would be allowed to, but he's saying wants us to work from the office. And I have to realize, and I'm realizing through this program, I've worked it through a 10-step, that this is, everything is from God. Everything is from my higher power. If I'm supposed, if, I'm not supposed to be there working, making money there, then I'm not supposed to. And that, and I heard it um, beautifully said that, um, you know, it, it feels like we're living in this, it feels like, I'll say, ah, I'm living in this time of uncertainty when what it really is, is that there's, it's always uncertain. You know, it's always, I always think, you know, I can always think I know what, what's going to happen. I'm going to get this job. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. But the truth is, I really don't know what's going to happen from one minute to the next. God's in charge. And and um, what I've heard that was so beautiful, it's either I can, I can um, embrace that cluelessness and em- embrace that uncertainty, you know, do what I'm told to do for my health and whatever, but and embrace that uncertainty, you know, after I make my efforts. Um, and, and, and know that God has, is holding me or I can live in fear and I can pretend that somehow I have control. Um, and I'm very grateful, you know, for the other people in this program that are walking along with me and, and, um, there for me and that we, you know, we can support each other. Um, and I'm really in the house and can't go out, you know, not going out and, and it isn't it isn't that easy, but I'm making the best of it, cleaning up the house, and I'm listening to meetings, 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 and I'm not eating over it. Um, so I'm very grateful. I'm very, very grateful that you're all here and um, wishing everybody the best. Thanks. I pass. Okay, thank you very much. Um, uh, next up, we have. Uh, uh, let's see. That was. I think that was Elise. Next, we have Roz A, and then she'll be followed by Jen A. Or Roz G, I mean. 
and then followed by Jen A. Roz? Yes. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, everybody. This is Roz G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Palmdale, California. And I just wanted to talk about spiritual principles and living by spiritual principles. Um, I want to just be say so much gratitude that I have for uh, the Vision for You meeting. Um, I've been in OA since 2002, and I'm so grateful for Overeaters Anonymous. There was something special about this Vision for You meeting because of the focus on the big book. So what it really comes down to is the focus on the big book and people who are are um, dedicated to living the principles, the spiritual principles of this big book and um, people who gave me connections to different um, workshops and different talks and different teachers. And, you know, I, I, I got a hold of those and I, I attended those workshops and, attended those, listened to those speakers and, and practiced them what they um, had to say, which were all big book principles. And today I live by spiritual principles. You know, I have a religious background, yet I did not live by spiritual principles, patience, kindness, tolerance, love, And today I'm trusting infinite God and not finite self. And there's one um, character defect that was on a big list that was presented to me through a workshop that I attend. And one of them was above the rule. Me being a person who is above the rule. Oh, that will happen to you, but it won't happen to me. Or, oh, you you have to practice this rule, but I don't. But, you know, as I become a member of the human race and um, humility, I I live like in, you know, in the 12 and 12, the seven steps. I mean, it says in the seventh step that humility, we have to accept it as a way of life. I accept, you know, I accept my humanity, that my place in the world, and that I need to follow the rules. You know, I'm not above catching this this, um, virus. And I'm not above um, eating uh, out of my food plan if I don't do what the book tells me to do. And I'm hopping all over the place. But yesterday I stood in line to get toilet paper because I needed it. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to stand in line. Well, yes, I am because I'm just like anybody else. I need some particular things to, you know, in my home, and I needed to stand in line to get it. And that, to me, that's practicing humility. And while I was doing that, I was kind to other people, and I'm willing to to, to not hoard and share. And just, you know, just those character uh, assets, those virtues that come out as as a replacement for the selfish, self-centered behavior and fear that I used to practice. So today I get to, like the other shares, I get to be home. I get to follow the rules and focus on what, you know, what's important here. And what else can I do? Be of service. Man, I've got phone calls lined up. <laughs> I can work, I can go take people through the steps um, while I'm off work. So with that, I pass. And thank you, Craig, for your beautiful service. I pass. 
Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Next up, we have Jen A. Then she'll be followed by Lynn S., Melissa C., and Heather A. Jen, good morning. Good morning, Craig. Thanks for your service this morning. This is Jen A., Recovered Compulsive Overeater, Anorexic, and Bulimic in Colorado. So working with others, others ends in an S, right? And these are the other people that we're working with, the family. And I love how we're taught about that in this chapter, and it's brought and and driven home to us. And it tells me right here, you should continue to be friendly to them. The family should be offered your way of life. What's the way of life that I've come to know in this practical program of action? It's a spiritual solution. Um, It's finding a power greater than myself that's going um, to help me through life, right? That's going to solve all my problems um, and to carry me through anything that I that I think is going to come in my way. Um, I know that, you know, I can't um, fix family members. I can't save family members. I can't convince family members. Um, you know, in fact, um, today marks the birthday of my best friend who died from this disease. And um, I couldn't save her. I couldn't fix her. I couldn't help her. Um, but, you know, today on her birthday and every year um, on St. Patrick's Day, I commit to continuing to recover myself. So that when someone does come into my pathway and they want to be guided and they want to know what the spiritual solution is that I found, that I will gladly, um, with all my heart, all my soul, and all my might be willing um, to hold a lantern for them and guide them on this path. And, and you know, in uh, considering family members too, right? Um, I've just been talking to a fellow who's who's got a family member who's dealing with some things recently. Um, and a loved one who's um, addicted um, uh, and anorexic in this program. And, you know, just keep the encouragement and the friendliness that I uh, keep driving back to this fellow um, is, you know, just do those things. Just keep, um, keep your house clean. Continue to lean into the God of your understanding, right? And continue to serve God and all your fellows in everything that you do. Stay in 10, 11, and 12. Recover, recover, recover. Um, and, and I just think this, this paragraph is so great about that, right? We just, that's what we keep doing. We can't save our family members. Um, but you know, we can hold their hands. We can, um, help them if they need to go to rehab, if they need to go to an Al-Anon meeting. I've taken the hand of other people and gone to an Al-Anon meeting, um, cause they're struggling with a family member. How can I be of service to them too? Most of the time that Al-Anon meeting benefits me as well, because I got a thinking and a control problem. Um, that's talked about in those meetings that I absolutely can identify in with. So I don't want to rob the other person of their own opportunity for spiritual growth, right, and a spiritual journey. So, um, yeah, just keep pointing them back to, to the solution, the spiritual solution and way of life. Thanks, Craig. Okay, Jen, thank you. Next up we have Lynn S., followed by Melissa C. and Heather A. Lynn? Good morning, Craig. This is Lynn S. Recovered in Pennsylvania, and thank you for your service this morning. Um, This paragraph is highlighted and underscored and starred in a couple different spots for me, and what um, really resonates for me um, is a couple of things. One, it's just another example, a very clear example of how I am to be of service in this program. And some very gentle words, but very strong words stand out, and that is, um, should they accept? 
And that is, um, I can apply that to the family as well as to the person needing or looking for recovery. That I, I can, um, I don't have to hit anyone over the head with recovery today or spiritual principles or the steps or this way of life. I can lead by example and offer it. Um, I can myself practice my recovery and and open the door and share with someone exactly what I do. And it's up to them to accept it or not. And there's many people that recover in different ways. Um, so I'm just one bozo in a bunch. But it teaches me also that... Um, it gives me direction. And and the thing that I really appreciate here is that I identify in, in two ways. I identify in as I've, I'm the alcoholic and I also have family members that are um, addicted. And so I still have to recover and I still have to stay on my side of the street no matter what they do. Um, additionally, there's other people that are affected by my recovery and the relationships with people in the family that are not recovered. Um, so I can find life more bearable and I can also set that example by following and practicing spiritual principles and being of service and continue to um, recover myself. So that's what I've got. Thanks for letting me share. Okay, thank you for sharing. Next we have Melissa C. and then Heather A. And then we may have time for one more. Uh, Melissa C.? Hi, good morning, Craig. Thank you so much for your service this morning. I'm Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and I'm in New York. And, um, you know, what really uh, jumped out at me is this practicing of spiritual principles and that... um, if I want anybody in my world to accept um, these spiritual principles, I have to practice them and not speak about them. Um, and that was a mistake I made a lot, you know, um, and I can sometimes still do, that, um, you know, this this way of life has been um, unbelievable for me. It has changed everything. Um, it has improved my life, you know, more than 100%. And um, and so my enthusiasm, sometimes I can be uh, ramming it down people's throats. And, um, you know, it also made me think about um, in, the, in the chapter, The Family Afterward. And, and I actually uh, participated with a group of people reading that last night. And um, what, what it made me think about is that, um, you know, our cheerfulness and laughter <laughs> can be the most useful thing to our family that um, we're supposed to play together. We're supposed to laugh and play together and um, because God wants us to be happy, joyous, and free. And I just love that. You know, I can look at my family and um, and I'm a know-it-all, so I look and I diagnose everybody, everybody, anybody who eats an extra bite. I'm convinced they have it. And, um, yeah, and right away 
I want to come at them speaking about spiritual principles rather than practicing. And God wants us to have fun together, right? And I think the greatest thing that I can do for the people in my life who I fear at times might have this problem is to be joyful, is for them, you know, my prayer every morning, um, I, I end my prayer life with, God, please let me be a beautiful example of your handiwork and not a cautionary tale. And so that's what I try to bring to my family. I don't know if a 12-step program is in their future, but if, if it ever is, I want them to look at it like, this is amazing. You know, almost like, thank God that there is a program that exists because, um, because I live in a way that's, that's joyous. Even in the midst of what's going on right now, I don't, I don't have to have a heavy um, negative energy. I can bring light, you know, into this family. And um, thanks. With that, I'll pass. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, next we have Heather A. Heather? Make it say. Hi, I'm Heather, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Okay. Am I up next? Yes, you're up. Oh. Um, this is my first time saying that, and I'm really grateful for this meeting this morning. I'm in New York, and um, we all know things are a bit crazy around here. Um, yes, it's my first time saying that I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm familiar with the 12-step program from other 12-step programs that I'm in, but um, it's the first time that I've really um, come to grips with this. So I'm talking a little bit off topic, but I, I love this meeting, and I do relate to um, this discussion very much, but it's preliminary for me at best. I wanted to just um, put my hand out there and just speak for <clears throat> a second and ask if anybody would be willing to share a number with me that I could call later in the day or whenever is a good time. I'm specifically interested in learning if there's a people that have uh, a food plan with this um, group. And um, that's it for me. I, I'm just really happy to hear all of your shares this morning. It's making my morning much better. Thank you. All right, thank you. Um, you might want to hold on for just a couple of minutes and introduce yourself with the with the newcomers uh, greeters, yeah. and uh, you can put your phone number out there. Okay. Um, we have a few minutes, or maybe one. Uh, anybody Judy want to K? grab that? Go ahead, Judy. Judy. Hi. Go ahead, thank Judy. you. Thank you. Thank you for your service and for this wonderful meeting. Um, and it is a testimony to newcomers that. That, that there is recovery. Um, if I've learned anything over the past few days, it's that uh, I'm not driving the bus. I'm another bozo on the bus. God is driving the bus. And if there's anything that this virus, this coronavirus is te telling us, it's that um, there really is a crown and it's God. It's not us. Uh, all the people in the world, all the governments in the world, nobody nobody really can control any of this. Um, we can just do the best we can and trust that God will bring us out on the other side. Um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. 
um, with that, we're going to um, uh, stop. Um, I, I've lost my place here. Okay. Thank you to everybody who shared. Uh, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, for the meeting that we're just concluding, is 14,265. 14265. Um, we're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Uh, Will, uh, uh, let's see, uh, Nancy P., please read from A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi, Craig. Uh, this Hi. is Nancy P. calling from West Newton, Massachusetts again. Um, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you, as you trudge the road of happy, of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.